Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about vitamin B12 deficiency. But more specifically, we're going to be talking about how to test if you have adequate levels of vitamin B12 in your body. Now what you may not realize is most doctors are testing for vitamin B12 deficiency incorrectly. That might be surprising to you, but it is true and we're going to, I'm going to explain exactly why that is. Now, if you don't know about vitamin B12, it's an incredibly important vitamin. In fact, it plays a role in the metabolism of various processes in just about every single cell in your body. In fact, probably one of the most important processes that's a, that it plays a role in is energy production. So if you don't have enough vitamin B12, you may feel fatigued and so on. You may have a, a number of other uh, various different symptoms. So if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist and I specialize in treating patients with thyroid conditions, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. But today is about vitamin B12 deficiency. But as I mentioned, specifically, we're gonna be talking about how to test for it. So I'm gonna explain as we go. Um, again, you probably already know um, why v vitamin B12 is so important. And I also have another video which explains the symptoms of vitamin B12 deficiency, so I won't be mentioning those here. But what I wanna talk about um, are the tests that you can use to assess whether or not B12 is sufficient in your body. And we're also gonna be talking about the shortfalls of those tests. Because as we go through these, I think you'll see um, that there are some advantages, but lots of cons to these various tests, and they're not always accurate. So we'll talk about those. So the first one, the first test, and most people are aware of this, most doctors are aware of this, is you can actually look at B12 levels in the serum. And this is called the serum B12. Now, serum is a fancy way of saying really your blood. Um, they, they spin it down, they change it a little bit, but really what that's talking about is B12 levels in your blood slash serum. Okay, so don't let that confuse you. But here's the problem. Most doctors order a serum B12, and by the way, the reference range is usually somewhere between 200 to 600, sometimes up to 800, somewhere around there, depending on which one you're using. Now, when you check your serum B12 level, it will almost always be normal. So it's not very sensitive for detecting most cases of deficiency. You'll find people that are almost always like in the 600, you know, 700-ish range. If I see anybody less than like, let's say 500, that's usually a sign that that person's most likely B12 deficient. Now, doctors use this primarily as a means to diagnose B12 deficiency. Now, the problem is no matter what, you're really never gonna find anyone, at least in the United States, less than this 200 range. You really just won't find anyone in this range. And there's a reason for that. Serum B12 is not a very accurate uh, way to measure vitamin B12 deficiency. All it does is tell you how much B12 is inside the bloodstream. But we don't really care about B12 in the bloodstream. We care about whether or not the body is using that B12. And having B12 in the, in the bloodstream does not mean that that B12 is getting into your cells and be utilize, being utilized by the body. In fact, this is so well known that doctors are taught this. In fact, this I was taught this as a first year medical student that you don't use serum B12 to diagnose B12 deficiency. You use something, which we're gonna talk about next, called the methylmalonic acid. Now we're gonna get there in just a second, but um, I just wanted to mention that, that most doctors should know this, but that doesn't stop them from ordering B12. Now here's something else that you should be aware of. If you are taking vitamin B12, this serum B12 level will skyrocket. It will go way up. In fact, it'll sometimes be read as greater than 2,000, two okay? so forget that little comma there. So sometimes when you take vitamin B12, it'll show that that serum level, serum B12 level shoots way up into the sky. And the doctors sometimes, if they're uneducated, they'll freak out and tell you you're taking too much and that it's harmful and so on. Um, and that just shows that whoever is telling you this really has no idea what they're talking about. Uh, because first of all, as I mentioned, just because that serum B12 level is high, doesn't mean that your body's actually using it. Okay, so you could have a high serum B12 but not actually have it being utilized by the body, which does your body no good, right? But it may, may, may freak you out in the process. And number two, 
even if it is high, the question is, so what? Is that a problem? Um, are there any negative consequences to having a high serum B12 level? And the answer is no. In fact, serum B, uh, vitamin B12 in general is what's called a water-soluble vitamin. And that means that it gets dissolved in the, uh, basically your bloodstream and it gets peed out in the kidneys, okay? So the kidneys filter it, they put it out in your urine, you pee it out. So anything extra is not causing any harm, it's just getting eliminated through your kidneys. Now, some vitamins can be dangerous if taken in high amounts. Vitamin B12, as far as I know, and I've looked through the literature, I've never seen a single isolated case of a negative reaction from a high B12 level. I've never even seen a case study showing that one person has experienced this. So it is, it is incredibly safe. Okay, so that's why you should not trust the serum B12 level. If your doctor is trying to diagnose you based off of the, with B deficiency based off of this level, um, or trying to tell you you're taking too much based on this level, that is a doctor that really doesn't know what he or she is talking about. Okay, so what can you use instead? As I mentioned, all first year medical students are taught that the, a better way to assess for B12 deficiency is using something called the methylmalonic acid. So this stands, the shorthand abbreviation for this is MMA. You can actually get this as a lab test, okay? So if, you, if you're really interested in, you can get it as a lab test. Um, I will say one caveat here, and this is also what we were taught in medical school. So again, if your doctor uh, doesn't know this stuff, it's just because they forgot. The MMA tends to be pretty expensive. So, um, in fact, when I, was, when I was in medical school, I was taught the price of testing for the methylmalonic acid, um, if the serum B12 is, you know, if you suspect it, is so high that it's cheaper just to use supplements. Okay, so it's much cheaper just to supplement with a B12 uh, vitamin if you feel that you're deficient because you won't have to waste your money on the test and there's no negative uh, side effects or consequences to having excessive B12 levels in your body. So it's almost always better to go this route. And uh, you'll see that this theme kind of as we go, but just put that in the back of your head. So methylmalonic acid, in case you're wondering, um, I'm not gonna get into the specifics of the biochemistry here, but what happens is if your B12 level is low, your body will um, be unable to process a biochemical reaction, which leads to the increase in methylmalonic acid in the blood, okay? So low B12 level means you'll have a high methylmalonic acid level. And remember, what is happening with B12 is it is helping certain processes um, uh, develop and go through inside of your body. And if you don't have that B12 to act as the cofactor or to help that process move along, you'll build up the things that should be being metabolized. Okay, so that's what's happening here with MMA. But again, the downside is it's kind of expensive. Um, it's much cheaper just to supplement with a B12 supplement to see if you suspect that you have a B12 deficiency than it is generally to order this test and to convince your doctor that you need to have this test. But, um, so between these two, I actually do often get the serum B12 because if you look at it correctly and say, okay, I'm going to assume that probably nobody's gonna be um, on the low end, but if I find somebody even in the middle, you know, like I said, if it's, the, if it's 200 to 800 and you find someone in the five to 600 range, I can almost guarantee that that person has suboptimal B12 levels. They're not grossly deficient, right? They're not less than that, that low range, but they're certainly not optimal and that would warrant uh, supplementation or at least further tests. Okay, so let's move on because we actually have a couple more here as well. So next on the list is something called MCV. So the way that I use um, these other tests is I almost always start with the serum B12. I generally do not order the methylmalonic acid because of the reasons I just mentioned here, but I almost will always grab these two tests anyways, and I would recommend that you get them as well because they give you an idea as to how well your body is actually using B12. Remember, this just tells you how much is in the bloodstream. And that, the amount in the bloodstream is not helpful unless it's being utilized by the body. Now you can look at these as sort of a surrogate way to tell if the body is actually using that B12. So the first one is MCV, and this stands for mean corpuscular volume. Again, you don't have to really remember that. Um, it's kind of a confusing thing, 
But really, what the MCV, it's a part of something called the CVC. And again, there's lots of acronyms here, but this is something that your doctor is probably ordering on you, which is why I'm, I'm mentioning it to you. And the CBC stands for complete blood count. This is how your doctor checks for your red blood cells, your white blood cells, breaks down all your white blood cells and so on. And pretty much everybody who goes in to see their doctor will get a CBC just to make sure that your doctor will rule out anemia or infections or things like that. So you'll almost always have a CBC, which means you'll almost always have an MCV. And by the way, the CBC to get tested, I think is a couple bucks. It's incredibly cheap. So you will most likely have this value. Now, what it tells you is the approximate size of your red blood cells, okay? So the MCV, what happens as vitamin B12 levels go lower, the MCV increases. And, and what it basically is telling you is your, your, um, there's a, basically the, the, the size of your red blood cells, more of them are getting larger, okay? So if they were supposed to be like this size, you'll notice that the MCV goes up and this means that the red blood cells are getting bigger, okay? So there's a variance between the normal and the large sizes. And you can actually measure that with this thing called the MCV. And what happens is if you don't have a sufficient amount of vitamin B12 in the body, that changes the shape and the size of these red blood cells. And for number's sake, let me just explain this to you right here. MCV, you want that to be less than 90, okay? It's usually on a range, I think of like 80 to 100. I don't have it off the top of my head, but maybe, maybe something like that. Or maybe it's 70 to 100, but somewhere around there. And anything greater than 90 shows you that your red blood, your red blood cells are getting too, too large. And there are very few things which cause your MCV to go to become elevated. So you can use folate and you can use B12 as a basically as a surrogate to determine if you are deficient in these things when you look at your MCV. It's a little bit confusing, uh, but just realize that the bottom line here is if your MCV is greater than 90, there is a chance that that may indicate your body does not have enough vitamin B12. Okay, so that's MCV. It stands for mean corpuscular volume, and it's found in your complete blood count, which I can almost guarantee you that you have and that you can get a record of from your doctor, which is why I'm mentioning it. Now, the last one here is something called homocysteine. So homocysteine is similar to methylmalonic acid, but it's a little bit different. So what's happening in your body is that your body takes homocysteine and it breaks it down, okay? And it can break it down into a couple things, so we'll make it, I won't make this super complicated here, but one of those things is cysteine, okay? And it needs vitamin B12 uh, to help this process along. So guess what's happened, guess what happens if you don't have B12, okay? This is going to elevate the homocysteine. That's the, probably the briefest, most simple way I can describe it. So if you have high levels of homocysteine, that means that your body is not able to break it down and that may indicate that one of the causes of that is a high or is a low B12 level. So that's how I can use MCV and homocysteine as surrogate markers to tell whether or not B12 is being utilized by the body. And we'll, I'll mention one other thing here because I think it's actually really important and that is the type of B12 that you are using. Okay, so this, this has to do with the methylation process. Most people, if you determine your serum B12 is, let's say, 500, I would say it's a good chance that you need it. Let's say you test your methylmalonic acid, you find that it's slightly elevated, you see that your MCV is, let's say, 93, and you see your homocysteine is usually greater than 12, it indicates that that's a problem. So you fit all this criteria. So then you decide, well, you know what, I'm going to use some vitamin B12 supplements. So you start taking one. Now, what if you start taking something called cyanocobalamin? That is the most, um, that is the cheapest form of vitamin B12 supplementation that you can use. But the problem is if you have something called an MTHFR defect or genetic mutation, your body will not be able to utilize the B12 well anyway. So you might 
know that you're B12 deficient, but use the wrong type of B12 supplement, in which case you'll still see the MCV and the homocysteine, you'll still see problems there. So there are benefits to checking the, the remainder of these lab tests, which is why I generally, I get all of them except for usually um, the MMA. I don't think the MMA or methylmalonic acid provides much benefit, but serum B12, MCV, and homocysteine are definitely probably the, some of the better tests to test for not only B12 levels in the bloodstream, but also how well your body is actually metabolizing them and whether or not that B12 is being utilized by your body. So that's, these are the tests that you should be looking for and asking your doctor if you really wanna tell whether or not you are B12 deficient. But the bottom line is you may just want to supplement with B12 anyway, instead of going through all this. Because again, it's not that harmful. So if you've had any of these tests before, leave a comment below, I wanna hear about it. Uh, let me know if you've had any abnormal testing, if you've struggled to get your doctor to order some of these tests and so on. And if you have any questions about this process, which you know it can be a little bit confusing, let me know as well and I'll do my best to get to those. Otherwise, that's all I have for you and I'll see you guys in the next one.